This episode of Bushers Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. You knew that already. Go to patreon.com slash Bushers Breakaway to support the show today. Thank you so much. You're about to get an hour's worth of um, a, a podcast, that's for sure. Uh, the Rangers, uh, they didn't really play hockey over the last two games after they uh, tied the series up 1-1. You have a lot of thoughts and feelings and opinions. We have our friend Fitz on. Greg and I are going to talk about all that. Before that happens, here's Mark Messier. I want to thank you all for being here with us. Let's get into it, shall we? Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to a special week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, hi. Everything is awful. <laughs> yeah, everything is everything cool. Everything really blows when you root for this team. Yeah. Everything is awful because this team really fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know where to start here. Um, so let's let's start from the beginning. Let's the, start with the New York Islanders fired Barry Trot. Let's get to that later there? with Fitz because I do want to talk about it, but we can't leave with that. We can't. Right, fine. Um, and, and we and, could. It's technically our show. We could do whatever the fuck. That's we actually want. true. Don't don't tell me how to live my life, um, dude. Last time we talked, uh, we were recording after a game two win, uh, where I came out on this podcast and told you, man, if the Rangers can't beat a third string goalie while the Penguins are injured and rattled, um, there's no chance. Like that's an embarrassing situation, and. That's not exactly what's happened. What's happened is the New York Rangers have totally given up. Uh, I mean, tonight was a pathetic showing. They went into game three. Uh, we were at the gin mill. And by the way, thank you for everybody who came to the gin mill. It was an awesome time. They went down 4-1 in the first period. And we'll break it all down as we go here. But you know the classic comeback. They go 4-4. Georgia lets a soft goal in. They don't score on three straight power plays. And I'm like, all right, well, at least they fought back. You know, at least they fought. And then the Penguins score three goals on empty netters, whatever. The Rangers keep fighting. But that game was close. Tonight, Greg, nothing. Nothing. Just the kid line, a little bit of Keandre Miller here and there. And after that, watching pucks go by, total pathetic showing, just going out there and just, like, this was a must-win game for your guy, Igor. And I don't know what's wrong with Igor. I'm not going to make excuses for him. Totally dismantled these last two games. Uh, ever since the Carter hit, is the Carter hit affecting him? I don't know. Is he playing through something? I have I have no idea. But it doesn't really matter, to be honest with you. Um, and on top of that, they let Igor hang out, get hung out to dry multiple times. And sometimes Igor, throughout the entire year, would stop those goals. He would. He would find a way to be this magical goalie who. Was the transition from Hank to Igor was everything we've ever wanted him to be. Uh, just blessed to watch him all year long. And these last two games, totally rattled. In his head, the Pittsburgh fans seemed to, seemingly got to him. His team left him out to hang out to dry. That overtime game just played too much. Not sure what it is. Uh, but my dude, the team tonight, uh, one of the... There's some pathetic showings I've seen over the years. Um, and I'm not, I'm not willing to rank this as high as some other pathetic playoff experience I've had with the New York Rangers, but I will tell you um, this comes pretty close. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, it, 
The New York Rangers in every facet of the game, on the ice, off the ice, everywhere, in the building, you name it. Right. Uh, been outplayed, been outcoached, been outmaneuvered, been outclassed. Been outmanned, been outgritted. Like, that's that's kind of the part that's annoying me the most. I mean, everything's annoying me. I'm totally numb, and I hate I hate everything here. But to watch the Penguins get to the slot and just push past, past the Rangers, who are supposed to be this grit, hitting team like yeah dude i miss barkley goodrow but but he, he can't be the only one it can't be just him and the rangers have no options to fix this in the offseason we'll have all offseason to talk about it we're going to talk about only this, this playoff series for right now but but my dude they're just getting run over pushed manhandled like n- not giving up a fight uh, giving a fight because the bitter just l- like leaving Pucks clean for Sidney Crosby to take on faceoffs, just in in a, in a, a total embarrassment. And there's no there's no nice way to put this. And I and I, and here's the thing. Usually I'm the big like don't overreact. Like not a big deal. Am I overreacting? Because I really don't think I am. No, I to me the biggest culprits for why we're in this situation. It's hard to look past. Number one in my eyes, and I promise it's not just because of the Barry Trotz news today. It's something I felt shortly after game one. It's something I felt pretty much since the jump in this series. It's it's Gerard Gallant, Gallant, go what the fuck ever, get the fuck out of my building, has been atrocious. And it's, to be fair, it's nothing new that he's doing. It's stuff that maybe we haven't done a good enough job talking about in full detail but it it it's a lack of a lack of adjustment that I think is crucially needed when your team is playing terribly a lot of things have gone right for the penguins this series let's let's let, let's not lose track of that fact but some things could have been mitigated and managed better by the coaching staff and it's just been a decision to punt on just about every decision that has needed to be made um but it, a very close second, Ryan. And we said we l- would learn a lot about which players are 16-game players, and I'm sure we're going to go into de- great detail, great dive into uh, what players have done what for the Rangers in this series. But one player and one line, quite frankly, that's laid a fucking egg offensively and defensively. It's Kreider's advantage and Vitrano. Bad, I, I, I dude. can't see it. It's, it's been terrible. Like, offensively, I can... I can I can make excuses for Mika Zibanejad, right? Because Kreider and Vetrano are still getting their chances in the offensive zone. And a lot of that flows through Mika Zibanejad. So offensively speaking, I can forgive the fact that Mika Zibanejad might not be shooting the puck at the rate that we would expect. But defensively, they haven't even been a sieve. They've been fucking atrocious. They've been to a point where it almost defeats the purpose of having those three forwards on the ice And the defenseman might be better off if it was five on two. Because at least then they would know that they have to defend for their fucking lives as opposed to trusting that one of their forwards would be able to back check worth a damn. It's been a – and this started in game one. I can still see that second Penguins go clear as day in my eyes where Kreider and Zibanejad just looked like they didn't know what sport they were playing. And it's carried over. It's been horrendous. I – I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for any player, but especially Mika Zibanejad, who's 
him and Crowder are de facto captains on this team, right? We anointed Jacob Truba GM. So part of this has to be Truba's fault too, because he put these guys on these teams. But at the same time, when Zabin, when this the, the bell is rung, your leaders need to answer. Zabin and Jen Kreider, shit the bed. Shit the bed. What do you want me to say? Yeah, you have to. I mean, I always, I said earlier today, I was like, you know, hey, listen, Mika Zabinajan has to step up here. People were like, oh, he hasn't been that bad. Well, well, I don't care how, like, if you think he hasn't been that bad. Like, I think he's been pretty not so great. But when this time comes, like, you pay him to be that guy who could take over a game. And not only is he not, not taking over any game whatsoever. Like, Panarin took over game two. I think you and I can both agree. He did that, and we won that game. Mika Zabinajad has not taken over a game at all. He's actually been a net negative for the New York Rangers in this entire situation. It's been hard to watch. It's been, he's been, I, I and I feel weird saying this because I haven't really critiqued Mika like this in a long time. Like, yeah, I make the Rick Nash joke and everything, and I'm not making that right now. Rick Nash plays defense, and I, he did. That's like the one thing he was very, very good at. I'm not subtweeting you, Rick. I'm sorry. But in this in this situation, like Mika, Mika's played soft. And I, I know that's like it's just so I, I hate doing those hockey analogies where it's like this guy's played soft, but he has. He hasn't really done the the dirty work you need to do in a playoff situation where it's like, hey, get to the net, get deep. Like it, it, and again, it's boring hockey analysis. But he's getting beat clean on faceoffs. He's getting outmanned, out toughed, out out hustled on on everything. And I saw a lot of critique tonight uh, for a lot of different players, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But Mika, to me, is is the most egregious of them all. I mean, Kreider, at least, there were some moments where I felt like he was hustling. Mika, man, like, just a rough, such a rough series, and especially tonight. Like, okay, for example, Adam Fox tonight had a couple of rough moments. But, my dude, they're down 6-2. I think Adam Fox knows better that he's going to try and conserve his energy. When the times when Mika Zabinajad was getting exploited, it was still a game. Like, the Rangers were still in it. They could still fight back. And at that point, Mika was just getting... He was he was a nothing. It's like he might as well not even been there. And to, to, to do that when the kids are out there and... Like, the, the big negative, Greg, about the kid line is that they're not really sound defensively. But, my God, they at least try. They hustle. That top line... And especially even like I will talk, we can get to the Strom and Kopp stuff as well, and we will, I'm sure. But that top line was pathetic tonight, man. I, I have nothing else to say about it. I have nothing good. It's so hard to sit here and tell you that like Chris Kreider, who scored 52 goals this year, and Mika Zabinjai, who was a point per game player at some points, were big time negatives for the New York Rangers. But but they were not only negatives; they were exploited by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby destroyed Mika Zabinjai tonight destroyed, totally dismantled. And and we signed Mika Zibinjad to a long-term contract. He's here for a long time, full no-trade clause. That's something he has to figure out and quick. Because this series isn't over, Greg. It's happened before. The Rangers have come down 3-1 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But this is totally different. Uh, I don't I don't see that happening. Well, I, I, I think some people listening to this will be critical of us by saying we spent the first 5-10 minutes talking about how shit... Zabana, Jed, and Kreider were, and to a lesser extent, Vetrano, but still Vetrano. 
and not immediately starting his podcast with just a pile-on party for Patrick Nemeth. But what, here's what, actually, what, what do you just say that it hasn't been said already? Well, that, that's exactly my point. You're, at the, we're well past the point of blaming the individual player. There's only so much we can say where you have to put it at the player's feet. And I understand the player has to be responsible for their own performance. I get that. I, I'm not excusing anything that Nemeth does. But I, at some point, how many times have we had this conversation? with At this two different coaches. You have to take the toy away from the coach. If the coach is unable to see what ails the lineup by continuing to play a certain player, some adult has to stand up in the room and take the fucking toy away from him. If you don't want your dog chewing on a shoe, you have to remove the shoes from the fucking equation. Gerard Gallant, for whatever reason, whether he's trying to be a good guy, whether he's trying to be a friend, whatever the fuck he's trying to be to Nemeth, He's leaving him out to dry at this point. He's not being a responsible coach. And it's not like the New York Rangers don't have other options they can go to. Niels Lundqvist is coming off a concussion. Fine. What about Zach Jones? You don't trust Zach Jones? Fine. What about Matt Robertson? You don't trust Matt Robertson? Shit. What about Jared Tenorti? I don't give a fuck. At least try anything else. What are we doing? The Rangers were up The Rangers were up one nothing after yet another fantastic sequence. From the Rangers' children. Children. children A a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 22-year-old. The children who said we thought would would have the most question marks surrounding them going into this series. The children that have been the one thing that isn't a fucking problem for the New York Rangers. One nothing after that. And Nemeth doing... The puck's not even near him. I don't know what he's doing with his stick. I have no idea what his endgame was there. Is his endgame just to literally try to take a dude's eye out? Like he's not play, he's not playing the puck. He's not playing the man. He's just like I'm going to smack you in the face. It's going to be funny. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't. I don't get it. What else? What other evidence? What? What are you and I missing? Casual game watchers. Not even. We're barely stat nerds. We're just dudes. Who I, watch I don't understand analytics. Talked about this a million times. I have no idea. Yeah. Blue good, red bad. Like that's. That's it. That's it. But even short sample size, large sample size, whatever sample size you want to use. Patrick Nemeth has been bad. No other argument. He's been bad. That's it. I thought Usually. I was. Be- I thought I was being like kind of like a weirdo for saying I, I. You know, when we were doing playoff lineups like a month ago, I was like, I think I'd prefer Zach Jones out there. Like I know he's a kid, and but now at this point, Greg, like my, it he couldn't be worse. He couldn't. He couldn't. It's impossible. That that to me is the key. And I I said this on the vibe check today, and I'll echo it now. We're not we're not talking about what could go wrong. If you take if and put Zach Jones into the lineup, because the answer is what could go wrong is just what we're seeing now, a continuation of the same, right? So if that's your worst case scenario, if the worst case scenario, it doesn't get better. It just stays the same. Then why not take the fucking swing, especially with Ryan Lindgren continuing to be out of this lineup and your lineup needs a fucking jolt. You're considering going 11, seven instead of just playing your healthy high upside young defenseman. What, what? What are we doing? Yeah. And then not even that. Not even that, Ryan. One step further. Does Braden Schneider have to do anything else in this team to all of a sudden be given a bigger role and maybe playing on the left side with Fox? What is Justin Braun doing for Adam Fox? A big old bag of shit? A big nothing? And if I – I understand. I understand there were 17 seconds left in that power play. But what fucking message are you sending to your team in a tie game where there's 17 seconds left – on the power play and you have an offensive zone face-off and you have so little confidence 
in your team winning that faceoff that you're going to put out a full defensive lineup with Adam Fox and Justin Braun and not your typical number one power play unit? What? What? You have to control the tone that you're giving your team as a coach. And you just said, I have no fucking confidence in you guys. None. Fuck off. You're going to lose this draw and it ain't going to matter. It drives me up a wall. It really does. I I get it. All right. I'm not going to sit here. It would be really corny and really easy for me to blame this all at Galant's feet. And it's not. Players are responsible for their own performance. They need to step up. And tonight, almost none of them did. At the same time, you know what I can fucking control easiest? I can't control the mood of individual players. I don't know how individual players are going to react to individual situations. But my coach sitting on his hands doing nothing, that's fireable in my eyes. I don't care what he did in the regular season. I don't care what happened at the end of the season. I don't care how many points he jacked up. I don't care if he wins the fucking Coach of the Year award. Fuck this shit. The best thing that could happen for the New York Rangers in the play-in series, the best thing that happened to them, they won the lottery, they got a great player by the name of Alexa, Alexa Lafreniere. If the Rangers get out of this series quickly enough, maybe they can hire the best coach in the NHL. And here's another thing. I don't give two shits if Artemi Panarin becomes a 45-point player. You know what Barry Trotz does? He fucking wins. And his teams are defensively responsible. Team defense is never the reason why Barry Trotz's team loses a game. And I'm confident the Rangers have enough offensive talent that they will score no matter who the fuck is in coach, who the fuck is running the system. I am confident this team will score. What I'm not confident is, is this team, every time they get pushed up against the wall, fucking folds like a little bitch. And that comes down to team defense. And Glenn has done shit. And I'm pissed off about it. I don't see him getting fired. I don't see it at all. Uh, I see your complaints. I I think we've been pretty positive on Glenn all year long. Um, for the most part, right? I, I think we've been we've been critical here and there about the lying and the injuries, but there's there's been a not a lot to say. But the one thing we have been critical about with him is the fact that he's never really willing to experiment on certain lines. And tonight, when the Rangers were up against it, like you were saying, it was finally like, okay, time to change and try things. Like put Mika Zibanejad with Artemi Panarin and Chris Kreider. I was like. Does this is this good? Like to try this right now? Like this is well, desperate. That, that, that was a, that was another thing that actually irked me because we've been saying play the kids more, and we fucking mean that because they've been the best players in this series. But instead of just promoting the entire kids line and giving them more minutes, he just broke up the line. He moved Lafreniere up with the Kreider injury. I understand it. I'm not here to complain about that. But in the second period with Kreider back, he moved Lafreniere up to play with Stroman Cop instead of taking what's working and trying to fit those pieces into what's not working, just move the entire working unit up and give more ice time to the thing that's working. No, it's that whole it, line's it's not working. just that, Greg, but it, it's the fact that we had all season to try these these things for a couple games, to build chemistry, to break in case, in case of glass. And again, I think David Quinn was not a playoff coach before I say this, but David Quinn had some of these situations where he would be like, okay, we are in, we are in the hole. I'm going to put out there Zabinajad. I'm going to put Cryer, Mika, and then it's going to be Tony and Fox. And this is my I need to score a goal lineup. Galan never has that. He didn't have that today. He he tried to do that. He never had to try that all year. Or he I think he put Fox with Miller for like a minute and a half. It was like, wow, finally we could maybe see this. Like Fox Miller should have been one of the first things that happened when Lingering got hurt. I, I listen. I get that Truba and and Miller have been they're together all year long and they've had the chemistry, but if you need to protect Fox, Keandre Miller is the 
I think this is safe to say, second best defenseman on this team right now, right? No, no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, so why wouldn't we just experiment earlier? But here we are. We we were pushed to we were pushed by a team that has a lot of playoff experience that not only outcoached us but outplayed us. Are are protecting their third string goalie. Sidney Crosby and Malkin did what they do best, which is find ways to win. And Crosby has been incredible this series. What, he's got seven points already. Dude's a fucking monster. There's not much else to say other than we were everything. Every, we were beaten in every aspect: coaching, hitting, gritting, skill. There's nothing. There's nothing else. And and the Rangers. This Ranger team can come back. Like they can win three in a row. It's not out of this realm. But usually it relies on Igor playing a level that is so hard to sustain that it's almost unbelievable. And the Rangers have let in in the last six periods 14 goals. 14. 14. There were streaks this year where Igor let in like. 14 goals in like two months. Two months. So to really win this series, Greg, it's going to be, first of all, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider need to learn be defensively responsible. That second line is going to have to absolutely pop off. The kids are going to have to play a little bit more. We're not going to have to have the fourth line take offensive zone starts, unfortunately. Like you have to leave it all out there now. It's There's no, there's no extending the series. You have to... Put your foot on the gas for three games and hope you can get to the second round. And all those things are going to not be possible without some some adjustments and some players buying in. And unfortunately, I don't see that. I don't see Igor turning it on. I, I see them winning game five, if I'm being honest. I I, I think there's very... They have to win game five just, just for some self-respect. But I can't imagine them going back to Pittsburgh and winning. Can you? I, I'll be honest. No. Yeah. I, it, it's it's not worth me saying yes. It's not worth me saying being one of the guys that's overly positive and just. I'm that guy. You know that. You know I'm positive yeah. guy. I, I but I don't see it. I really don't. no. I mean, if they do the listen. If you want to look at glass half full, right? If you want to say what have what are the positive things we can say about the Rangers going into Game Five? If they have any pride and any self respect? They'd fucking put it all out on the line. And if they don't, we'll learn something else about this team. Like if they if they fold like a cheap deck chair, okay, figure something out. Now we're gonna have to figure out ways to somehow adjust with this team that has no room for adjustments. Uh, but listen, it'll at least be a lesson learned, and we can try to try to move forward on it. Um, I don't know. It there's so much the Rangers have to change about what they have to do in the next 48 hours. They have to. They have to. I, to me, they've lost the chess match. They, it's not; it might not be checkmate, but motherfucker, it's check. And there are very little moves the Rangers can make on that board. It, it is, it is near completion right now. Mike Sullivan put on a motherfucking masterclass. This team was ready to go, and it, it it's it's a shame. It really is, and I, I can't even sit here and say that like, were we wrong for wanting the Penguins considering Crosby? Malkin, no, Latang, dude. Gensel. If I told no. you right now that the hey you're gonna get the Penguins, they're gonna start their third string goalie. Trista Jari's got a broken foot. Their backup goalie, Smith, who's playing well, is gonna get injured. You're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to beat their third string goalie to win this this series. Every team in the Eastern Conference signs up for that. Every single one. Doesn't but not, not just that, right? Not just that. 
Mike Sullivan has the Pittsburgh Penguins playing a different style of attack against the New York Rangers because the New York Rangers smoked them three games to one in the regular season. And Sullivan said, this shit ain't going to work. I got to come up with something else. Whereas Gerard Gallant said, well, I'm not going to change anything. Why would I change anything? Gerard Gallant said in the first period of game one, you go out there and hit the shit out of them. And then that's going to kill their their spirit to play. And then Sidney Crosby said to the New York Rangers, oh, my God, people have been hating the shit out of me since I was 18 years old. And watch what we'll do next. And that's exactly what happened. But there is a sliding doors moment here where if, like, if the Heatle goal counts in game one, we're going back to MSG 2-2. Totally different series. But that's just that's... I, it's a, I, it, it's impossible to play the where would this series be at that point because you don't know how the the Penguins would react to that situation. We don't know how Game Two goes right in that situation. We have we have no idea. So I, I'm not going to pull the string at that hypothetical. And also, again, yes, the Rangers got dicked out of a goal late in the third period. I refuse to ignore. I refuse to be the guy that doesn't acknowledge the fact that the Rangers played two and a half more periods of hockey after that. What? And against what? A, and some against a third string goalie who came in cold, yeah. and then and then there were times in the playoff, uh, the, the playoff on Saturday where it's like, okay, the Rangers yeah. are fought back four I'm not, four. I'm not I'm not blaming this entire series on Toronto it, and Toronto being the NHL. Uh, eagle yeah, sketchy. The, like, eagle eye there. I understand the Nemeth situation sketchy a little bit when they scored first right away. It's like okay, here we go again. They can't have a normal night like tonight. The, the goal that Eeyore let in was a goal right away. Everybody knew it, right? Uh, yeah, but I just again, Heedle. Yes, it should have been a goal. It wasn't. Okay, there were four minutes left in regulation, and then two and a half periods of overtime where it's sudden death. And you're going to tell me the reason the Rangers lost is because of the, the and, thing that happened yeah, and an they, hour and a half ago, and they pulled their goalie. And when the Rangers came back four four. They got three more power plays and couldn't convert. Three. Three. Listen, yes, a lot of things have gone against the New York Rangers in terms of refereeing and calls from the NHL. I understand that. You're fucking lying to yourself if you don't think the New York Rangers haven't had opportunities to overcome that on their own. And then when the Rangers fold, listen, there were no shady calls after a very long review, which, by the way, the NHL officials got right. Yes, it sucks that this shit keeps happening. And props, by the way, to the MSG family of networks who are like, there's an angle here that'll clearly show the goal, and we're not doing it. Yeah, we're gonna props to them. The fucking flames. Props to them. That is, that is masterclass PR work from Madison Square Garden. I fucking acknowledge and tip my hat. Good for fucking you. <laughs> That's awesome. But at the same time, guys, it was 1-1 after 1. Rangers could have done anything they wanted to do in that game. Instead, they said, I'm feeling a little tired. I think I'm going to take a little snuzz. Shot. What? 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 Who else are you actually going to be angry at at some point? And I'm not saying this is most fans, because I think most fans are rightfully disappointed with the performance from their own guys. But at some point, you have to look in the fucking mirror. And if you see, what you see is ugly, go to the gym. I don't fucking know. You got to fix it. All I'm saying is in the bubble, only player that showed up was Capococco. Tonight? Again, <laughs> uh, the Rangers, this, this team's, they're going to win on Wednesday. I know they are. That's, I'd be shocked if they didn't, I would legitimately be appalled if the Rangers, if the Rangers don't keep it tight or lose in a barn burner on Wednesday, I will be appalled. If the team, this team lays over the team that's, that, that has just fought all year long, just fought back into games, has found a way to do it, has had a magical feeling about them. If they just, 
turnover on 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 Wednesday, pull the blankets over them, and turn the light off. I will be shocked. And I uh, I just hope I don't have the chance to see that. Anything else you want to say before we get to Fitz? The New York Mets are twenty and ten and haven't lost a series yet this year, Ryan. That's got something to do with something, right? Also, yeah, I... we haven't even mentioned the fucking Kentucky Derby was won by a horse that was eighty one to one. We haven't even mentioned what? it. Yeah, Jesus that, Christ, could anything and, and else it, possibly go wrong for the Rangers? Then he tried to eat another horse. So. I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. When, you, when you're hopped up on Mountain Dew and you're on the good drugs, you're just going to do crazy yeah. shit at the end of the race. you got to eat that other horse. Yeah. Uh, let's call our dear friend Fitz. We'll talk about all this and be miserable together. So here we go. Transition to our sponsor. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in the sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets in which a team will win, how many goals will score by, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code BLUESHIRTS. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code BLUESHIRTS at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. And you know what? Also do the same game parlays that we're doing for the games. Even though there's only maybe one game left, hopefully three. Do those as well. All right, back to the show. Back with our friend Fitz. No introduction needed. Uh, recurring guest, Fitz. What's up, man? Uh, not much, guys. Um, excited. I'm about to get to watch a team with some heart play at 10 o'clock here. Who, who's playing tonight? <laughs> oh, the Warriors are on at uh, Warriors Grizzlies game four. But nah, seriously, man. What a, uh, what a shitty goddamn night. Oh, dude, we were just talking for the last 30 minutes about it. You can't really blame it directly on anybody, but everyone's also at fault. Like, I know everybody oh, I mean, wants to shit on Nemeth, and, I, and yes, he's had a terrible playoffs, no doubt about it. But with the exception of, like, Lafreniere and Kako and Miller and Schneider to some extent, like, everyone else kind of just laid down. <laughs> like, it was, that's it. It, it, was em- it was embarrassing from like the way some of the veteran guys played on this team. It was like genuine, it was genuinely embarrassing. Like, and they all played bad in this game. I don't even think Andre played that, that great in, in the second half of the game when it was a wrap. He, he looked like he was just like out of it too. But the, the first, I mean, that was just horrific, man. I, I don't even know what to say, honestly. Mika, I, I love Mika, man, but. They flamed that, Mika in the first half of this show, bro. That's that's one of the all time worst performances I've ever seen in my life in I, any sport. I I said to Greg, I you know I I do the Rick Nash meme and I make fun of Mika's advantage, but Rick Nash plays defense. It's like a totally yeah. different thing. Yeah, dude. Like I I saw the quotes just a couple minutes ago that like Alant called them soft and oh he did. Yeah, let me, oh, the, yeah. Let, me, let me get the quotes up now because uh, I called him soft in the first half of this period. Of this podcast oh, he called well. he called the entire team. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, but here's my thing." Uh, again, this is like we'll we'll get into this, but Lou Lamoureux is saying the players need a new voice and not asking the players once if they should fire Barry Trotz. Jargalant calling the Rangers soft and doing nothing to fix how the Rangers are playing. Paulo calling the kettle black. There, man. I just don't know. I don't yeah. know. I mean. Dude, everyone's got to wear this one. You know what I mean? I don't think I like. I don't think anyone is really off limits in terms of who gets criticism for something like tonight. I mean, 
they played terrible and Gallant didn't help him out in my opinion, like not changing anything up, but I mean, dude, the high price players, I love Panarin, man. I love Mika. I love Kreider. Cop has been a good addition. Ryan Strom's Ryan Strom, but like they've all been just, you know, Cop has scored goals at least. And so is Vetrano and, and I guess Kreider too, but like just defensively, they have been so bad. I mean, like, Greg, I know you mentioned after I think it was game one, the the goal that basically changed game one was just horrific by Mika. And he did that like six and times Kreider. tonight. And, and Kreider. And Kreider, yeah. And and Vetrano was guilty tonight too. But man, they were just hanging their defensemen out to dry and Igor out to dry. Like they every single time the puck got wrapped around the boards in the defensive zone, Kreider and Vetrano were like almost shocked that the Pittsburgh defensemen were pinching so aggressively. It's like, yo, do you guys not understand this by now? It's game, it's game four. You know what I mean? Like, you know what they're gonna do. Like, you, you gotta be ready for it. And I yeah, I mean, Gallant called him soft. I, I completely agree. I really do. I mean, that was that was an awful performance. And like Igor didn't play great, but he also was just held held out to dry. I mean you can see it on Adam Fox's face, dude. Like <laughs> he's he looks disgusted. Like throughout the whole, throughout the second half of the game, it's like my dudes are just not helping me out here. I, I, I'm a bit at a loss do, for words this whole. Do podcast. you know what this real? You know what this really boils down to at the end of the day? I'm ready. Fucking Sidney Crosby is the best player we've seen in the generation, and he fucking for some. I don't know. Maybe it's if I doubt he listens to the talk, but maybe he does. And like all these, you know, McDavid, McKinnon. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, like all these young kids coming up, all these, you know, up and comers. And he's like, you know what, man? Like I'm still Sidney Crosby. Like I'm the best in the world. And, and I mean, they don't have an answer for him. He's, he's dominated the oh, entire series. Not only do they not have an answer for him. He's making Mika look like a non NHLer. Like he, he's, he is, he is changing perceptions of players forever. In my opinion, like, like I will, I don't think I can ever look at Mika's advantage at the same after what's happened in the series so far. I mean, like, you know, I'm still whatever stranger things have happened. Like, I, I just, it's, it's domination. I mean, you know what? At the end stats. of the day, let me just read you some stats real quick. Even strange statistics in the first round. This is the the Gensel Crosby Russ line. Okay. 73, <laughs> seven to three pit uh, in goals. Cool. Uh, slot shots, 36 to four. Let me say that one more time. Slot shots, 36 to 4. Rush chances, 13 to 1. Playing 65 minutes of ice time. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, here's my thing, though. At some point in time, you got to switch up the players. Greg, are you far away from your mic, them? by the way? Just out of- No, I'm not. I'm just fucking yelling. Oh, now you're better. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I haven't moved, by the way. You're better. I've been now. here the whole time. Okay, it's better. I was just saying, at some point, at some point, with those numbers, as the coach said, if you go, I don't know, guys, maybe we got to get five guys on the ice against them. I don't know, but I mean, but, it's it's been against everyone, dude. It's I will, I will, I will say it's been against everyone. But at some point in time, it's illegal if you're specifically <laughs> putting Mika out there against. Yeah, him. like yeah, I, I, I don't know what the charge is, but I, I I'm not familiar with all levels of arson. But you're just lighting that hockey ice on fucking fire. Yeah, it's, I, I, it, 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 it's just like a loss for words, man. Like I. These are the this series is worse than like this team's had a couple of since since you know the letter went out and everything they've had a couple of shit games that like kind of stain their reputation but this series with the way I mean 
you know, I give them credit for game one. They bounce back in game two. Like, I give them a lot of credit for that. That's a brutal game to lose in your first ever playoff game at home. Um, and game three, like, at least they show some goddamn fight at the end. Um, but, like, this loss is just the type of one that it, it just – it just the questions are going to be raised about a lot of a lot of people this offseason, and I think it's – whoever you want to bring up, to be honest, I don't think anybody's off limits. Like I said earlier, it, this is – this is the type of stuff organizations wear for a long time. Do you think James Dolan is – what do you think James Dolan's thinking right now? James Dolan is, like, just calling Leon Rose and be like, how do we fix the Knicks? Because <laughs> this team sucks. <laughs> I don't – He is seething right now. How could he not be, man? Like, this is – I'm saying like a lot, and I know I'm annoyed at myself. I'm just so numb and uncomfortable with this whole team. How could he not be after watching what happened? We're going to talk about this loss like we'll talk about 2015 Lightning. It's not anywhere near as bad because that's the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. I this is the worst playoff series of my lifetime that I can remember for the Rangers. No, honestly. no, no, like, no, no. The Pittsburgh Penguin one where they beat the living hell out of the Rangers. In like, five? So, but you, but you, would, I expect I, – in 2016, I expected the Rangers yeah. to fold like a cheap rug against and at the least, Penguins. At least they, they didn't – I mean, dude, they're getting seven goals in back-to-back games is, is tough. Like when you have a goaltender that's supposed to stop everything, and when they're God's playing greener. a third string goalie, exactly. Like those circumstances around this make it even worse. Honestly, like yeah, they make it significantly worse. I know, I know. It's us. It's us being real fucking um, last half empty guys. No, no. Uh, doom and gloom is how I would go. Yeah, doom and gloom. We're we're being we're being hor- horrible, horrible about this team's future. But if you had told me, oh, I'm not talking the future. Like, I think the overarching theme is going to be that, like, this all the positive, all the positives are going to get brushed under the rug, and like, it's going to take a lot of optimism from a lot a lot of people to like, yeah, just... push that through. But at th- this is going to be on the. This is so much worse than the Carolina series, dude. Like, this is much worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, the Carolina series, who gives a shit? It's a, it's a fucking bubble. Who honestly cares? I know. I know, I know one, you don't imagine, care, but... Imagine, Fitz. Imagine a week ago today, me sitting out and being like, what if I told you Casey DeSmith would only play two periods of this series through five games? Like, what do you think? What, and, and you'd be like, well, who's Rangers the other goalie? Five. Yeah, I'd be like, who's the other Ranger go- Who's the other Penguin goalie? And I'd say, Louis fucking Domingue? Six teams gave up on Louis. The Coyotes gave up on Louis Domingue. The Devils gave up on Louis Domingue. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. This team sucks. The Devils. The Devils Devils. gave up on him. (laughs) The The Devils Devils. couldn't have anybody block a shot this year. The Devils. And he looks – and they're not even letting him get attacked. Like, the Rangers – I don't – I honestly couldn't remember one. uh, The goals the Rangers scored were – I mean, the second one was – a good bounce like Lafreniere's goal was kind of nice but like I cannot honestly remember like a high quality chance they had the entire night I mean oh, I, tonight, was, no just Lafreniere's shot that's it it was it, I mean cop, cop and Kako both put one off the post and that's about it yeah that's true this cop cop doesn't look the same to me man I think we, when he got hurt and came back that next game and then got hurt again and left I, I I don't he just doesn't look the same I'm sure these guys are playing a little injured like I'm not sure. I know. I'm not sure Panarin is fully healthy. I, I'll say I don't know if Strom's playing hurt. I think that's the right fucking Strom. <laughs> okay. Mika, I don't think Mika's playing hurt. I don't think Mika's playing hurt at all. I think Mika's just playing bad, just horrible. Agreed. Like, I mean, all credit to Kreider to come back after after getting hit in the puck with a uh, in the neck with like at 100 miles per hour. Like all credit to him. I would have never done that. I would have been in the hospital. But doesn't that doesn't change the fact that his line was a sieve the whole time. Ugh. 
I, I, it was, I mean, it was dark. Oh, shit. Dark. It's dark. It's dark days today. And I hope, I hope next Monday fits. I'm texting you and I'm like, I can't believe they won three in a row. I love this team. <laughs> this is my favorite team. I love them so much. I can't believe I ever doubted them. Uh, but I, I have a really hard time believing after what we watched tonight that they'll even. Do you think they win game five? I'll start there. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I want to say yes, just because like I, I do believe that there is like something a little different about the team in terms of how they handle adversity compared to past years. But yeah, I don't know. That's why I thought they were going to win tonight, Fitzy. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's what I was telling myself for this game. Like I, it's tonight was a, a I mean, I, the next game is about pride. Honestly, it's just like it, at least don't go out horrifically sad. You know what I mean? Like, We've seen a lot of really bad playoff series, man, but I don't. I can't remember one where it, it feels this hopeless. Honestly, it's just and this like, sets the tone fuck. for the whole off season. Uh, an off, it's season, gonna be brutal, man. It, an off season of which the Rangers have almost no moves to make, with the exception of trade, maybe trading Nemeth and also finding a, a second line center to be the 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 alternative to, to play for Mika Zibanejad. Like that's it. Like that's it. That's nothing. There's nothing else. It's like you have to hope the kids take a big step next year. It's like it has to happen. I I believe in Schneider and I believe in Miller. I'm not worried about the defense at all. I think those. those yeah, players... I believe in Fox still too. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna give up Adam Fox. Still thinking. And Lafreniere really more than anyone has really impressed me. Just the one. It's hard to cut you off, but no, I, no, I, I just he's Lafreniere to me has has like kind of. I, I just think he's kind of answered the bell in my opinion this series. Well, he like. Again, no one has played phenomenal, but he has played. I I have no question. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I know this is my shit, and I know people are going to say this because it's me. But I think Kako's been awesome for what I expected him to be. He made almost a game-winning play. He's fought along the boards. He's been defensively responsible. He's been active. It's like okay, that's when when I talked about Kapo Kako coming back. Like I I thought of him as a bonus, like just like hey, this guy could contribute. But I think he's been one of the better players. He's sniped a goal. He's had chances. He's created things. He's had puck possession. It's been everything I've ever wanted fucking from him. But it's just been a miserable series otherwise. I will say, I I think the problem for me is my biggest concern in this series are the players that are actually going to be here the longest. Like like Fitz said, it's going to be really hard to watch the stink off Mika Zibanejad after this series. Um, it's going to be hard for me to believe that Chris Kreider is going to have another season like he had this year again. Uh, I I think something's up with Panarin, but even then it's just like starting to be a trend that I, I can't exactly rub my eyes and forget about. And then the Rangers are going to have this big old stinking question mark at 2C, and there's I, – I don't know if I want Strom. I still like Cop. I think we forget that he's got two goals in this series and how good he looked in multiple games in this series. And I still think he's a good, versatile two-way hockey player, but it, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be hard to watch, wash the smell off so many things that have happened in this series. I just, we'll have, we'll have to do it somehow. And I'm sure we're going to look towards whenever the series ends. And I, again, not to put the final death nail in it because we all know the New York Rangers, not going to be the first time ever where they've come back from a three, one series deficit, even against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But gotta love what you've seen from Lafreniere. Gotta love what you've seen from Kako. Shit, gotta love what you've seen from Heedle. Gotta gotta love what I've seen from Miller all season. 
I'm still encouraged by Jacob Truba. I still have no fears about Adam Fox. Uh, it's just, man, the one thing I wouldn't have guessed in today's or in this series from the New York Rangers is that they would look this bad as a fucking collective. Like, it's be, it'd be one thing if they were losing close games to Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Jake Ensel, right? Like, at some point, you'd be and like, by the way, that's who they're losing to. It. Like, it's just that line. That line is crushing them. Yeah, but like, you'd get it, right? We'd all, we, would we like it? No. Would we feel good about it? No. But to a certain extent, every single one of us would be like, I get it. The king is still the king. Sidney Crosby's my daddy. I have to call him such. I understand that. It's the problem that they're getting embarrassed. And it's non-competitive. That to me is the problem. Yeah, it's it's it, it's just it's that like what you just said. The non-competitive part to me is the biggest problem because that's been the you know hallmark of this team almost that they fought through that all that that they always bounce back. You know, like they the MSG showed that um, graphic tonight of like their record when they after they lost the game in the playoffs in the regular season it was like twenty and eight or something like that, but. Um, I, this, this one's, I think someone, someone's going to have, I feel like someone's gonna have to walk the plank. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think things stay exactly the same if they, if they don't at least go out, like show some fight, man, like show some heart. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm not big into the cliches anymore. Cause I think all these guys care and try and obviously, but this is, this was a heartless performance. You know what I mean? Like n- this is one just lay an egg in a huge game in like your first big test of a series. And, you know, while I get, you got to go through it and like inexperience and stuff, but like the guys who are the most inexperienced are the ones who, in my opinion, played the best, which brings into so many other questions, you know, um, like Greg said, I love Panarin, but he's, he's going to, this is a trend, like you said, and I, he's my guy, but you know, he, he's had a brutal series. Like with he, I know he's put up some points and, you know, he's still been able to create a little bit, but not enough. And he's been horrible defensively, too. Horrible it's, defensively and not, like, doing anything dirty. Like, not dynamic. He's just, no. like, not – he's not no, flashing. Dude, who, name – all right, this is, a, this is a fun game. Name one player that drove the net tonight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Heedle maybe a couple times. Yeah, that's La- it. Lafreniere, that's it. That, that line is the only line that did anything. For real. Like, Panarin they, doesn't want to no get in. So that's, that's why I wonder if, like, he's playing a little injury because he's not – Forcing sometimes he forces himself to the net and makes a couple moves, right? And yeah, then, like, he, he, for for like when Panarin's at his best, he's thought of obviously as like a finesse player, which he he is. Like, let's be real, he's a finesse player, but he's still a good four checker when he's you know at his best. Like he's creating turnovers on the other team, and like that's that's to me the biggest thing. Like they had Pittsburgh just was honestly just throwing the puck into areas tonight and outskating them. No back check. Like the Rangers look slow to me. That's the biggest takeaway. Like, I I don't think the Rangers are a particularly fast team to begin with, but they looked slow compared to the Penguins fight. All right, let's get to it. Barry Trotz is a, is a coach who's available. <laughs> uh, they're not going to fire Gallant. I don't think. I agree with you, but would I? I you know. We we're big Trots guys. <laughs> I know I love Trots too, dude. Trots won, Trots won me so much money the last couple of years, man. Like I love that guy. He's I, he's just a good. dude. I just like him. He's a good dude. It seems like you know what I mean. I feel like he'd come on this podcast. We should probably try. Oh, and get him he would. On now. He would want to. He would want to for sure. He'd be like, yeah, why not? You know, sure. I wonder if we can make that happen. That's a good idea. Shit. 
I'm going to try. Um, I hope he goes into media. I hope he decides what does he have left to prove. Go to media. Go well, kill a lot. The rumor, the rumor today was that he wants to be in a management role, which I'd be very interested to see what a Barry Trotz player looks like. Because if there's anything that was confirmed for me today is that every decision has been made by Lou Lamorello in Long Island. I don't think a, I don't think a single one had Barry Trotz's fingerprints <laughs> on it. I just we need to change the voice in the locker room. Oh, did the players say that? No, I didn't talk to him. What? Well, <laughs> well, some 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 people. I mean, obviously, it's funny. It's funny as fuck that quote. I mean, it really is. But a lot of the Islanders guys, like Ethan and a couple of people on Twitter, were saying it, he's definitely just not going to air anything out like that. I think that probably in the exit interviews, maybe someone, a couple guys, might have said maybe it's time for a new voice. But I I personally have a tough time believing that. I do. Does anybody? Does anybody here? I mean, I know the answer here, but I'm going to ask it rhetorically and seriously anyway. Does anyone here think a different coach would have gotten more out of the Islanders this year? No chance. Not a ch- if anything, they would have been significantly worse. Yeah, they'd probably be like up down there, I guess, with uh, Seattle and Arizona, and no chance. Although you know, they, there was flyers. a chance. The Islanders had a, a full COVID Omicron disaster. Where they lost all their players. And they played they lost, their first six weeks on the road. Played the first six weeks on the road, and then they had a chance. They had a two percent chance to make the playoffs like three weeks ago. That's insane. <laughs> they still had a shot. And uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I, so wait, would you would you do it if, I, if it was up to you? Obviously, I. This I think is on I record, and obviously, I, I can always be quoted tweeted on this one. And I, 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 I think it's a coin flip for me, which is more than <laughs> what? It's a coin flip. <laughs> What? Oh, you could either have the best coach in the NHL or a forgettable coach is probably 15th in the NHL. Which one would you choose? I don't know. It's a coin flip. Shut up. Well, just good. Glant did a lot this year for the New York Rangers. Like, it's hard to deny what he did for this team. Like, obviously, they How's went... the last four games looking for you there? Fucking sweetheart? bad, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Except for one. No. Has, it's really all going to The last four it, games, have you, do, do you feel Gerard Gallant is the best coach in his own division after these last no, four games? No, I think games? Sullivan's waxed him. Wax. So then, why why oh, are you yeah. keeping why are you keeping a coach that you know is inferior to someone else in your division because the vibes are good? I just I'm... it really depends. Honestly, you know who it depends what their opinion of this whole situation. You guys know the name I'm going to say. Right? James Dolan, baby. No, 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 no. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, the the big stone. The, the, the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn yeah, Stather. Okay, the Dark so Lord. Hold on. So now let me let me let me hit you let me hit you with another hypothetical here. Lou Lamorello went out of his way first of all to fire a guy he shouldn't have fired, right. and then went out of his way to say nothing but nice things about Barry Trotz. You're telling me Glenn Sether didn't make a call and be like, "Hey, big guy, big dog, my dude, let's <laughs> deal with Trotz." About? And you don't think Lamorello was just like, "No, nah, I fucking love that guy. I just had to do something." Like you don't think Lamorello is going to give him a ringing endorsement? No, because Lamorello hates the Rangers, so out of spite he would be like. Nah, he sucked. I hated him. Couldn't stand him, Glenn. Well, you wouldn't, under, you wouldn't under like that, him. Under that circumstance, then you don't think he's even picking up the phone. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The I don't big, know. the big Stoke though. He's the one. The big Stokey, man. I'm telling you, his he, anything Dolan does comes from anything like earth shattering. In my opinion, Dolan does comes from the Darth, the Darth Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's it, like come on, like we don't have to. It's yeah, we don't just, have to beat around the bush here. Yeah, he's at, like, all the press conferences when, like, there's major franchise events. You know what I mean? Like, he, he Glenn Sather's the one voice that matters. So, you know, what do you think he's thinking here? I, 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 I 
I cringe at the thought. I keep going back to game game one or, or game two even. Oh, I think it was game one when they started double shifting Crosby in that second period. And I was like, oh, Gallant's going to make some adjustments here. And he just didn't. Never didn't. He I was just like, never did. Wait, hold on. <laughs> What's going on here? They're doing Crosby just, he's every just, other he's just But the layup adjustment in the world, layup adjustment, the easiest common denominator that Gallant could have done that got people off his back is just by taking Nemeth out of the lineup. And he never did. Never did. Still hasn't. How do you feel it fits about fourth line starting an offensive zone, like even in overtime? And other oh, I like couldn't that. say. I mean, I, I personally thought that was nuts. I, the only justification I can think of is he, he thought they had a better chance of winning the faceoff, which I still just don't agree with. I, I think that was insane. I thought that was wild. That game. It won. happens a lot. It's, it's, it's happened more. Uh, I, and that, no, the worst part is, is that it happened at home when you have the last change. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's yeah. in your hands yeah, what you do. He wanted the fourth line out there for that Exactly. Case. Like if you're going to be an adjustments guy, you know what I mean? Like you're going to take advantage of being home. Like Sullivan has. I mean, dude, Sullivan's a great coach. I am a big Mike Sullivan fan. Always have been to be honest. Um he he's he's, you know, I think coaching sometimes in hockey we think a little too much of it, but to me, you know, there's simple things like that that are just like, come on, man, like you you clearly see what the problem is like you you it, no matter what you use your internal stats package natural stature like whatever plus minus still good luck to you like i test people anybody who watched what's been happening the four games can like point out a lot of the problems it's just it seems like i, I don't know what the deal is i really don't but i also don't know what like the the do do we really think Zach Jones would provide that much a difference of against? I, I get that it can't be much worse. It literally cannot. But I just don't think Zach Jones is. I guess Glenn just wants to go down with his guys, man. That seems to be the thing at the end of the day. Oh man, it's gonna be bad, man. It's gonna be real ugly. It's gonna be real ugly off season if if they lose in five. You know what I mean? It, they gotta. They, they, I think just in general for the future, not, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but for the trajectory of this franchise, they need to put up a fight just to feel, you know, hey, like we're not going to roll over anymore. You know what I mean? That was the big thing about like last year. Like they got punched in the mouth a bunch, that Islanders game, that Caps game. They got punched in the mouth in big games when it mattered and, and they folded and they just couldn't recover and their season spiraled out of control. So, this this is a real test to me about like where this future of this is headed. Even though I know like I don't think any of the kids are going anywhere. Do you guys maybe no heedle? chance? No chance. Maybe heedle. No, I I can't see any of them going. And the reason I can't see any of them going is because the Rangers have no cap, none, zero, zilch. I I can I can still see heedle being moved because yeah. So the Rangers are gonna the Rangers are gonna have to make trades after this season. Uh, and gotta tell you, there's still gotta you still have to trade something of value. And right now. We're running out of players coming out of this series that are going to maintain their value or have higher value, and Heedle's one of the few that can still be moved. No, oh, I, yeah. I I think people are going to really miss Ryan Strom. I'll say that. I know we <laughs> miss him as much as he misses the net, or what? For sure, but he. It's not even just Strom. It's Cop and it's just, it's just like two pieces out of the top six. It's just like okay, now and now and I mean honest, honest to God, it like some I, I Frank Vertrano to me has been a great pickup. I thought Jerry did a really good job at the deadline. He's slid well, nice. He played he played bad tonight, but he's had a decent series in my opinion. But someone has to take over that first line right wing spot, and it has to be 
Paco or Lafreniere has to just they have to just figure it out. Or I mean, Kreider or Panarin, I guess, is the other choice. But to me, that's one of one of them is going to have to take a huge step next year, like a massive step next year, because they, like you said, they just don't have the money. They have no. I I don't know who the targets are even going to be. What Shifley said like, today, it's like Shifley, trade, right? That's like it right now. Didn't he just recently say he he didn't wasn't going to plan on asking for a trade? Cool. He's not, he he already asked. He he might not have said the words I want to trade, but that exit interview he gave uh, on the way out the door with the Jets, buddy. If you weren't asking for a trade, you don't say the magic words. And then he <laughs> said the magic words, and now he's realizing realizing that what he said was against the hockey code. And he has to walk it back a little bit. You can't can't take those words back, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Who else even in the, the obviously the free they, well, they don't have any money to even spend in free. They got no money. They got no money. Who's who I I don't even know trade who who's even like gonna get traded in the NHL? The, whoever fucking I mean, knows, the, I guess. You pick pick your poison with the Jets. I think Luke Pierre Luc Dubois is still a choice. I still think Shifley <sighs> is a choice. Um I think I think we'll see others out there as well, just because, you know. A shoe has to drop in Vegas, so it's curious to see who it is. Not everyone's going to be injured next season. Um, you know, the Sharks have to make some decisions. I think uh, my guy, Rupe Heinz, it, it's do or die time for the Stars where they have to shit or get off the pot. I, I think there'll be some – I mean, there's always a surprising trade that we don't think is actually going to happen before it happens, right? Like, how many of us How many of us actually thought fucking Buchnevich was getting traded before he got traded? Uh, uh, I felt pretty confident he was going to get traded. <laughs> Did you? You were all in. I, I, I just, it just seemed like they, there was no talk of extensions. There was like nothing, and then that, I, I, I just, I never thought he was going to be on. I honestly thought they were just going to dump him. To be, I honest thought he was you. in the Eichel trade. I was like, pretty yeah, convinced. well, that, that's what I definitely thought. Uh, you're right. That's where I thought he was going. But I. To me, he was always like the big piece last year that was probably gonna have to be moved. So I, I wasn't too shocked when it happened. Well, my man, we've watched uh, four games of Rangers playoff hockey. Game two was an electric win. Everything else has been like a, sh- a sad. I had shock. one positive tonight. I actually oh, bet on Laugh to uh, score first goal. Nice. That cool. That's a big one. Yeah. What, what well, was everything else went to dog shit after that. So yeah, my bad. So we'll go Warriors. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully, why are you, well, there's still a lot of lot of basketball left, Ryan. Don't be don't be trying to put the hex on me Tom here. Rant, I've had a tough night. Tom Rant's hurt. Relax. You're good. Yeah. Well, what, what did did they break the code, Brian? With the uh, the meatball? I can't, dude. <laughs> I can't. The the actual drama in that series is really fucking crazy. <laughs> it's too much. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I Even can't believe me, the Sixers. The Sixers series is like the least drama-filled series. It makes no sense. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just praying on James Harden's demise, as always. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'll have to pray too much for longer. So we'll see. Uh, all right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. This has been fun, I guess. Um, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. It's like. This could be the last uh, episode of BSB with the, the Rangers regular season. Oh, wait, they're... Ryan. There's one thing I got to say to you. Oh, Hold hit on. Me, hit me, hit Hold me, on. Me, how how brutal is this that, you know, I, I think the last time I was on, we were talking a lot about how scary it was that we all were so confident in the Rangers against the Penguins in the playoffs. Oh, it's it's like, the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, uh, we, we, we woke. I mean, we got, we got, we got Crosby, man. They, they, they Took it personal. No, it gets it gets worse because we ex- we didn't expect it to be a third string goalie. We didn't expect them to not have Raquel the entire time. 
They were two with, one. They were without Zucker the first two games. What? It gets just worse and it worse. Gets, <laughs> so, so they hold on. We didn't expect. We said I want the Pittsburgh Penguins with Jari and all those players, and that's what I want. They were like, actually, we're gonna be discount version of us, and you're gonna eat our butts. <laughs> that's exactly what we did. We chowed down. So, dude, it's the worst. Um, I'm but, just, oh, great. As, as a man who believes in sports, Colorado, all I have to say is th- this has to mean the Mets are winning the World Series. <laughs> you think so? I, I Or it could just mean more misery, you know? Yeah. I don't know. The, the, vibes, the vibes in Flushing are just too high right now. Uh, if I have to hear about the vibes, everybody's talking about vibes all the time. How'd that work out for Kevin and Kyrie, you know? Yeah, great vibes. Uh, I think the, hold on. I think the vibes there always sucked. What, what is anyone talking about? Yeah, that's a good point. They, tra- <laughs> they traded James Harden. Do you think the vibes were good <laughs> in Brooklyn? Very good point. I will very say, very Greg, Greg and I were very harsh on the Yankees, and they were off to quite the hot start. So good for them. Yeah, they've been good. Their pitching's been really good, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. they got the second best pitcher in New York, and Nestor Cortez. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, I saw someone tweet today that they hope the the Subway Series matches the two best pitchers in New York, Tyler McGill against <laughs> Nestor Cortez. <laughs> oh fuck this fucking... goddamn podcast! All right, y'all. Oh, sports suck, man. Sports Don't suck. You gotta, sports, be, man. you gotta be a fucking idiot. Dude. Hey, you you win anything on Rich Strike there, Fitzy? No, I did not. Yeah, I, why I, would you? It's fucking eighty-one to one. Yeah, oh. the, the horses, man. I told you, I, I can never get into them. I, I just, I'm still fucking pissed. Velasquez, Johnny V asked Messier to go too soon, and he was gassed by the end of the turn. He asked How, him to go wait, straight away. What place did Messier finish in? Oh God, I don't fucking know. No was it, was, it, it, wasn't was it bad? It wasn't in the top four, so who gives a shit? Anything well, outside the super fact is a, a glue factory. That should have been an omen. I don't know though because I'm so my favorite horse my favorite horse (laughs) my favorite horse with any history I have that ran on Saturday is a horse by the name of Jackie's Warrior who went who ran two races before Messier went off and Jackie's Warrior fucking crushed I was on cloud fucking nine after Jackie's Warrior won the race I was like today's gonna be a good day for Greg everything's gonna come up Greg (laughs) then Velasquez fucked up on Messier the Rangers immediately go down four one I think the worst part about game three was I I was beyond confident the Rangers were going to come back in that game. I told everybody in that bar, I was like, no, nah, the Rangers. Oh, I live bet them. I live bet them. I, I live bet them two different. I bet 20 on them when the period ended, and then another 30 when they said they took Igor out. I said, fuck this, they're winning. And then they oh, do all that work, and it's, oh, my God. Underrated storyline. Good. I'm kind of, the maybe another positive on a personal level is Georgiev put some good tape out there, possibly. Tape so, Georgiev, so maybe yeah. there'll be a trade return for him, you know? Yeah, I can't wait for Seattle starting Georgiev and Louis <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking kill myself. Yeah, Barry Trotz, 2020. I'm looking at the deserve to win on meter, and it's disgusting. (laughs) It got got down to like 2%. It's 2%. I I think my favorite part of tonight maybe is the unity it will will show in the fan base because no matter how you watch the game, whether it's through analytics, eye test. There's no argument. (laughs) Nothing to be said. It's it's disgusting. All bad. bad. All bad. Disgusting. No matter how you slice it. Yeah, there's no argument. Disgusting. Fitzy, love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks as always, guys. I appreciate it. Love you guys. We'll be back next week. I Probably. Bye. <laughs> All right, end of the show. You know what I do here. I thank everybody that's supported us throughout the year. 
It's kind of a tradition here we do for the Patreon subscribers, the NHL Insiders Club. People I've had a really great time this year. People I've become good friends with over the year. Uh, this may be the last episode before the offseason. The Rangers have to win on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for that not to be the case. Will they do it? I mean, I hope they do. I hope I eat grow. That's for sure. It would be um, the second time they came back three down 3-1 against the Pittsburgh Penguins in history. So I, I really hope that happens. But if not, I want to take this time just to thank all of you who supported the show all this year. Obviously, everybody in the Insiders Club, uh, Matthew Matthew Kind, uh, who's really, uh, I met, at took me to game two. It was awesome. We had a great time. Everybody else, thanks so much. It's been a crazy year. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I mean, this team was amazing. They still can be amazing. Uh, just not these last two games. And I, I do hope I eat grow. But thank you so much for chilling, hanging out with us, watching Ranger games, listening to Sam Rosen say, excuse me, you know, doing all the jokes, talking about Libra Hayek, um, and watching a lot of amazing hockey until we didn't. Uh, and, and that's just where we're at. So I'm not going to call it. Call it for the year just yet, but I know some people drop off during the offseason until things get hot. Uh, you know how Greg and I don't stop. We've done the show every single week since 2015. I've never taken a week off, so uh, we don't we don't plan to do that now. We'll be around for the offseason. We'll talk about the rest of the NHL playoffs. We'll talk about offseason moves. You know how we do. The offseason, we get crazy. Some stuff comes up, and maybe we grow on it. Who knows? But without further ado, I'd like to thank the NHL Insiders Club. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cortulo, Adam Keach, Alex Gardner, Amber Coesberger, Anthony, Anthony Tana, Tana Greta? Oh, man, Anthony, let me know. I'm, I'm bad at that. Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Broadway to Blue Shirt Bleeder, Chris Vanelli, Chris How, Harrow, Harrow, Chris, I'm so sorry. This is I know this is like you're new to this, and thank you so much for joining the Insiders Club, but, man, I'm bad at it. Uh, CJ Stellwagen, Conrad P. Dimich. Uh, Daniel Dezen, David Naredin, Dennis Deitz, Darian. I take a few weeks to get like your name going. DJ Banana Jazz. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Steven, what's up, man? That's great. Eric Stagg, Gary Reynas, Kim Gardner, a cup, Gretzky, McFly, Handel, Harrison Hasco, Hip, 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 89, Ian Rodriguez, Jake B, Jerry Marquez, JD, Jamie Mack, John Hardesty, Jordan, Josh Kestenbaum, Justin Friedman, Justin Starr, Christian Florida, Christoph Burke, Lisa Krakowski, Lou Giordano, Lucas K, Matthew Kine, May- Meatball the Cat, Mike Bucklaw, Neil Grover, Pascal Perrier, uh, Pavel Kojarev, Randy Tesser, Scottish Grants, Sean Taggart, welcome back, Shawnee, Stieg Bubach, Swangarth, the Drop PK, Thomas Welsh, Tom Seclary, Tom Hurst Jr., Tommy O'Neill, Tor from Manhattan, who is one of the OG original supporters who's been supporting this show like since day one on the Patreon. Thank you so much, Tori. Upstate Vin, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Can't thank you all enough again for being here for what was an amazing season. Uh, I hope the season isn't over. I hope the Rangers take it to Game 7 and we can have an uh, insane conversation next Monday night talking about Round 2. I, I But I just... If I'm being honest with you guys right now, and I'm recording this as there's one minute and nine seconds left in a 7-2 Rangers loss versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't feel so good about that right now. And I don't feel great uh, heading into the offseason. I think there's a lot of interesting decisions, albeit not too many to make for the New York Rangers. I think Drury's got his hands full with a stacked cap. I think there's questions about Gerard Gallant, especially his playoff acumen. And we're gonna it's going to be a long offseason, so... Stay tuned. We'll have fun. We'll chill. We'll hang. And uh, thanks for being here with us. Love you guys. Bye.